Welcome, ladies, germs, and people of all genders to the Ah uh, Real Films podcast, where two siblings discuss horror show movies based on a theme. My name is Taylor Wise, and my co-host. <laughs> okay, Curtis in a clown car. How about that? Is that a good one? Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty good. Um, so this week we are bringing you one of our patented. You know, you mini- say patented. You know, other podcasts do um, mini reviews, right? Patented. Okay. Spoiler-free reviews of a 2019 release, and this week we are doing it, Chapter Two, which is a American supernatural horror film and a sequel to the 2017 film It, both based on the 1986 novel by Stephen King. Uh, the film is directed by Andy Curtis. Tells me, Muschietti. Muschietti. Muschietti, and written by Gary Doberman. Um, it's a film that is set in 27 years after the first film um, in modern times, 2016. Um, this film stars Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, Jay Ryan, James Ranscone, and Andy Bean as the adult versions of the Losers Club. Um, the child actors are also in this film, but to be honest, I'm pretty done listing out actors names mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. um but they reprise their role and then bill skarsgård uh also returns as pennywise the clown mm. um i will say you know he's not always a clown he's technically a manifestation of people's uh worst fears uh-huh. um he but does, you know that's what the wikipedia p- page says he so does that's what a I'm lot of clown shit in this movie yeah he does some clown shit in this movie so um, in case you're new to the podcast, during our mini spoiler-free reviews of recent releases, we keep it spoiler-free, and we also discuss our top three takeaways from the film, as well as giving you an overall review at the end. Uh, we also don't bullshit as much as on our regular episodes, so Curtis, why don't you get us started with one of your three things? Um, so, uh, just a little, I'll have a mini, this is my half, number one half thing, because I want to give you, a little bit of a caveat before I bring yeah. it in. Hey, you love to not actually stick to the numbers so of things on this podcast. <laughs> I'll th- I'm going to give a little spoiler, not of the film, but of my um, three things. All three of my things have something negative, and I. Oh my god, mine do too. Yikes! I don't, uh, folks, peek behind the curtain. Not fans of this film. No, I, guess. I look. I didn't dislike this film, and I still think everybody who's a horror fan should go out and see it. But. I came away with a little bit more nitpicks and annoyances than I did like fully enjoying the film. Um, and my number one thing, and I, we haven't talked at all about our, our things <laughs> before we got on the podcast, but I suspect this is going to be a complaint with you, with pretty much everybody that watches this film. This film is way too long. It clocks in at about two hours and 45 minutes. And for me, it really does not deserve the runtime for me. This is a pretty straightforward, like, mostly fun, uh, a lot of effective jump scares, um, and, you know, some good commentary type of horror film. Now, you could say the same thing about, um, you know, this year's Ma, for example. Um, Fun, uh, effective, um, has has interesting themes, and clocks in at an hour and a half. For some reason, this film clocks in at two hours and 45 minutes. Um, I'll get into my second point a little bit more why I think this film did that, but doesn't earn its runtime the same way that like a Midsummer does or the same way that, um, 
you know, similarly long horror films do. Um, but I just thought this film was too long. I went, I went and saw this movie at seven o'clock, and I didn't get to bed until eleven o'clock. My bedtime, folks, is ten o'clock. Okay, I don't mm-hmm. like getting in bed after ten. Um, so I was kind of pissed about that, and but I swear that didn't affect. I, I felt this way as soon as I got out of the theater. I just felt that it was too long, and it felt like two hours and forty-five minutes, which is not a good thing. So that's mm-hmm. my first thing. No, I agree. Um, I am particularly sensitive to longer films, and if a film is going to be long, it either needs to be a Korean revenge drama or just like really good. Exactly. That's the only situation in which I'll put up with long films. Um. Well, uh, speaking to your point, my first thing is about the dual timelines that these two films deal with. So um, I heard you mention that you thought this film is straightforward or that it could be straightforward um, and it could be shorter because of that. I actually disagree. I think that when this film tries to play straightforward, it not only doesn't do service to its source material, Stephen King's It, but it... It's like it's trying to be complex, but then it's also trying to serve straight up scares. And I think it's also not really benefited from the dual timeline. So in the book, um, you know, you have one chapter where the Losers Club is kids and then one chapter where they're adults. I still am not sure why they didn't just do that in the films as well. I think they could have found a midway point um, to stop the first film at and then brought you know, picked it up for the second film. I think the film would have read a little bit better. The two films would have read a little bit better that way. If only because for me, the child actors are way better than the adult actors. Um, Their chemistry together is better. Um, And I think that the second film is best when it has the child actors in it. Um, And so I think the dual timelines just got a little muddied and it's just a confusing way to set up the two films because the first or because the book relies so heavily on the stories being intertwined that the first film and then the second film end up explaining things that happened in the other film. And it just gets really confusing. And I think that is what contributed to the longer uh, runtime as well. Yeah, I think the way so I, I have never read the book and now I'm very, very curious um it's it's probably at the top of my list now to read in terms of stephen king books um but i do know that it goes from like one chapter kids one chapter adults i can see why they didn't do that in the films uh the newest films just because it's two separate films that they're setting up there is a little bit of intertwining of that uh in the second film but the shot the the scenes of the kids um kind of only give perspective to what's happening to the the older versions of themselves in the film. I don't understand why the TV series in the 90s didn't do uh, what the book did. I'm sure they had some sort of reason, but it's obvious when you watch the original TV series that the like adult portions are much more boring and worse than the kid parts. So I don't know why they... <laughs> they kind of are in the book too, though, well, is the thing, which is, which is, again, why I think mixing the two timelines within both movies would have made this film stronger although it might have made the first film a little weaker so perhaps perhaps well um i i want to get into my second point and it goes back to my original criticism about how long the movie is but i it also kind of deals with what you were just discussing about the the juxtaposition and i hate using the word juxtaposition because it's definitely a word that someone uses when they're not smart but they want to sound smart but i'm going to use it anyway the juxtaposition between the kid and the adult um, 
you know versions of these characters are done in such a way that kind of shows how childhood trauma kind of affects you as an adult and i think that's a really interesting theme um for horror films you saw that theme play out in a different way in last year's halloween where you have an older version of laurie strode affected by what happened in her childhood and i thought that was really really effectively done um in a number for a number of different reasons in the halloween film in this film i feel as though kind of exploring those themes is worthy of a two and a half hour long runtime if it was done correctly in this film there's almost a portion of this film and we're spoiler free here but i'll just kind of say it in vague terms there's a portion of this film that almost serves as like vignettes for different characters and experiences they've had in their lives and it ties into kind of the scares that it is conjuring up for them and to a certain extent, I felt that this was kind of the strongest part of the film because we got those ties. But to another extent, it almost felt like kind of a sidetrack from the main story. So it also felt a little confusing and out of place in this film. And I think if they just took that theme, which I gather is a very, very strong theme in the book, just knowing, being familiar with other um, works of Stephen King and being familiar with um, you know things people have been saying about this book, um, the past few weeks discussing this film, I thought I, I feel as though if they had put more of a focus on that and less of a focus on sort of traditional making a traditional horror film, it felt like they were in the middle between those two things. Um, if they had focused on uh, the theme of childhood trauma and how it affects you as an adult, I think that would have been a really, really interesting film. And, you know, all it really does is make me a little disappointed in this film, but also eager to read the Stephen King book. But um you know, I feel as though this film had the potential to uh, live up to its runtime, so to speak, but um, it just didn't, and I would have loved to get more of that. I totally agree. I think that that would have been a perfect way to tie the second movie to the first movie as well. I think half of this movie is trying to be a psychological social drama, and the other half is trying to be a straight-up monster movie, and mm-hmm. the mix just it's doesn't really work for me. also a little really bit of like a superhero movie, kind of near the end, especially. Mm-hmm. You kind of get like you know fight uh, good versus evil in kind of a stupid way in my opinion yeah um but yeah there's just a lot going on here if it had a little bit more focus and especially focus on some of the more uh dark themes in the film it would have been a more effective horror film i think yeah i agree um so my second thing i want to talk about um doesn't not relate to what you just said i think there are ways to tie in what you just said uh to this topic which is adapting a book to a movie and what you keep in and what you don't keep in and what you change um a lot of the uh feedback that i've been reading online has to do with well in the book it's this way in the book it's that way listen this film starts with an extremely upsetting scene yes it's in the book however in the book this scene is included it's meant as like symbolic of the town of Derry. it's meant to symbolize how pennywise you know uh, inflicts damage on people it's meant to do this it's meant to do that it doesn't do that in the film it just doesn't it's so out of place it just doesn't and there's people online arguing well in the book it means this this and that well the film has to set up that point independently of the book um and it just doesn't do that so we end up having an extremely upsetting and like even as a person who's not directly affected by you know um 
the stigma that this event uh, that this event is related to it it sickened me like it made me feel horrible and I can't imagine what it would be like for someone a part of that community to watch um, and yet there's other things from the book that are not included in the film. So for instance, um, the one black character um, in the book, he is the only one with like a super strong home life. He's very close with his father. You know, there's this whole long storyline about how like wonderful a family has he has and how he's kind of the only non-traumatized kid of the bunch, except for that he faces racism in his everyday life. Well, in the movie, they made his like parents into crack addicts who he watched be burned alive. I mean, it's like, so I'm just confused about what message this film is trying to send with kind of this cherry picking of source material. And I noticed a pattern in that it only affects kind of the minority groups of the film. It affects the LGBTQ uh, subtext. It affects the one black character. It affects the one female character. And it's kind of like did anyone take a step back and think like, how are these on a whole going to play to the audience? And, and I just really don't appreciate people's defense of being like, well, it's in the book. Well, okay. The film has to set up its own universe and defend its own choices within that universe. As a non-book reader too, I also, you know, kind of going off the more problematic um, aspects of this film. I also was kind of like put off by the fact that Mike, who's the only person of color among in the losers club was just like, didn't really have a personality in this film. Yeah. He was just like an exposition dump character, right? which I mean, it'd be one thing if that's his purpose in the book. I mean, it is what it is. They'd be adapting from source material, but it was just like, you know, you have this one character who has a unique background among the rest of these characters. And he's just like, the most talking boring about, character. like he's, I, not even close yeah. that by far the most boring character in this film and that was a little bit off-putting yeah um, I, and i mean i don't want to like go on too long of a rant i will just say on the whole the feedback both positive and negative both defending this film both attacking this film all have to do with kind of the adaptation aspect of it and to me it just feels so bungled because it seems like they're playing by some of the rules established in the book and then they're playing by some of the rules established in the film and it just doesn't seem very cohesive to me personally. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I think this movie overall is disjointed um, in many different ways and um, I will get into my third point. Uh, another way in this film is disjointed is there is some very, um, let's just say, differing acting performances in this film. <laughs> yeah. Um I would like to, uh, my first positive thing I would like to say about this film, and I just keep in mind, I did enjoy this film. I think I would give it, um, I'm using the film struck um, the, uh, scale now. Instead of out of 10, I give something out of five stars. I gave it three stars on film struck, so like a six out of 10, 5.5 out of 10 or so. Um, so I did enjoy this film. but And the thing I enjoyed the most was um, Bill Hader's character. Um, his character is very kind of out of place um as an adult character his character um of uh it, as a child was like filthy mouthed and hilarious and that makes more sense as a kid but still as an adult i really enjoyed his performance uh the film was borderline comedy at some points because of how funny i thought he was i thought the film was really he really uh was well acted and seemed kind of like natural more natural with the rest of the cast than the rest of the cast was with each other. Um, on the other end of the scale, um, we talked about uh, 
the actor who plays Mike. I, I don't think that's his problem. I think that's a script problem. James McAvoy was just awful in this terrible. film. Terrible. Like, I mean, cringe worthy, awful. Yeah. I mean, it was tough. It, it was, was tough to watch. It was really, like, honestly, it was really tough to watch. And, you know, I really don't know what else to say about it without going to spoilers. I There's so many scenes I could list off where, you know, I just was like sitting in my seat just hoping he would get off my screen. Um, and he's a, you know, I've seen him act well in other oh, things. Yeah. It, it must just be the script and what was asked of him. His, uh, oh God, he, I, I won't get into specifics because <laughs> I, I could, and I'm cringing just thinking about certain aspects. And again, he is a good actor. Mm-hmm. I'm not shitting on him in, specifically. Him in this film was just awful. Uh, and in stark contrast to someone like Bill Hader, who I thought knocked it out of the park. Listen, I'm not... I don't dislike Bill Hader's uh, character or his acting chops in this film. I've seen a lot of people say he's the best part of the film. I, his character personally did not work for me. Um, I think it might have to do with the, uh, and I don't, you know, spoiler free. I feel like it has to do with the subplot of his that I don't think is well developed at all. Um, and it borders on kind of, I don't know. Uh, no, I wouldn't say offensive, but it borders on just kind of ludicrous. It's like token. Yeah, it's tokenism. tokenism yeah, thank bit. you. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but that being said, I will say my favorite actor of the series was um, series was the adult Eddie. I thought that he was. Oh, he was. Well, great. I thought he was yeah, most he was true too. to his child character while making it realistic for like who that person could have really become as an adult. Um, and personally, he's the one who made me laugh the most. So, um, but yeah, Bill Hader was good. I just didn't really get his storyline. You know, I think, and again, that's more of a writing yeah. thing. Cause Bill Hader is a great actor and I love a lot of his movies. So, um, totally agree. Very uneven acting. Jessica Chastain in particular was a huge letdown for me. I was really excited to see when she yeah. was cast, and her character is probably the second most bo- boring character. <laughs> uh, I think she's the third most boring. Next character. to the architect, and I also th- architect is the second most. Bo- I mean, they're all kind of yeah. boring. They're all kind of boring. I, I I actually thought her performance was pretty decent. I, I she didn't annoy me or anything like that. And the scene uh, that's featured prominently in the trailer. Um, you know, that everybody's pretty familiar with. I thought she did a great job in uh, yeah. that scene in particular. Um, so. Well, my third point is, and I like that we both tend to move from the big picture to the small picture because mine is also the smallest picture. Where the fuck <laughs> is Pennywise in this film? He, I I, I think that Bill Skarsgård is probably on screen for a total of possibly 20 minutes. 20, maybe and 30 minutes. 20 minutes out of yeah, a... Yeah, two what, and a half. Yeah. And 65 minute long And, and film, I mean, we didn't even crazy. discuss it. The real best actor of the film to me is Bill Skarsgård, but since he's not oh, in he's it... Still yeah, and since he's not in it that yeah. much, he doesn't loom as large to me as he did in the first film. And so to me, that's another part of what makes the second film so disjointed is I'm like, well, what are they scared of i don't see him i don't really feel him as a threat and then at the end it gets really bogged down as you said by this good versus evil kind of dichotomy and he doesn't really seem as scary anymore um and that was really disappointing because in the first film he was so scary all the scenes with him were so effective i was legitimately scared you know and in the second movie i almost wanted to just like laugh at certain points it was like I don't know. Especially at the he, end, I felt like he was more laughable right. than like, but, actually scary. Yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of disappointing because, again, at, at its heart, this is supposed to be a horror film and the most horrific element, um, at least 
monster wise, um, not psychologically, you know, maybe, but monster wise is kind of absent, you know, um, and that was really disappointing to me. So, yep, those are my uh, three things. I don't know if you want to maybe get into your overall review of this film. So overall, I will say, it you know, it's really hard. If this film had been, again, even two hours um, and had the same type of issues, I could easily see myself watching it again, doing like a back-to-back to see, you know, oh, maybe it just is, it reads better, or it plays better after the first yeah. one. But at two hours and 45 minutes, I mean, I can safely say I'm not going to feel like I want to watch this film ever again. <laughs> um I mean, I'm just being honest yeah. because of the length. I mean, normal, you know, uh, for a, no- a normal like three star, 5.5 or 6 out of 10 film, I can see myself watching it again. You know, if someone invites me over to watch it or something, I'm not going to go out of my way necessarily, um, but I would watch it again. But because of the length, it's really hard for me to say I would recommend this film. Um, I think most people are going to go out and see it anyway because it's kind of just one of those types of horror films that come around you know once or twice a year that you know everybody's going to go out and see so regardless of what my recommendation is i don't i don't think that's going to stop anyone from seeing it i just was really disappointed to be honest i mean we didn't do a top 10 in 2017 obviously because we weren't around in 2017 but the first it film easily a top 10 uh movie of the year for me i don't know if it'd be top five but certainly top 10 Mm -hmm. um and i was just really let down by this unfortunately i was pretty pretty excited to see this film um, especially based on the trailer um, which I thought like captured the mood of what I wanted this film to be um, without giving anything away so yeah I just you know again I I never go into a film wanting to dislike it Um, I'm not one of those people that thinks like oh this movie's so popular I I'm not gonna like it you know I for example, loved Ready or Not, which is super popular, at least in the horror community right now. I, I loved that film. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I just I'm not contrarian when it comes to this mm-hmm. type of yeah. stuff. And um, I wanted to like it and I didn't. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, wasn't a huge fan. I agree. I am also not someone who dislikes really popular things. I think I'm. And actually, you you text me all the time when people yeah. do that. You're like, look at this idiot trying to trying to like, be cool. Argue yeah. About... yeah, exactly. I think I might have said on this podcast once that I liked Halloween 2018 better than all the other Halloween films. Like, I like popular stuff, okay, and I like stuff that's not necessarily like cool to like. Um, this film, I had low expectations going in because I, I while I really liked the first film, I was like. I really don't see how this dynamic is going to work with adults because a lot of what I liked about the original film was the child actors and it felt like and and even the book it's it's a kid's story it's about like children and growing up and and vulnerability which is just harder to tackle with adults so I had low expectations going in uh but this film totally tanked for me I I Honestly, like, I, I hate being negative on the podcast because we generally only talk about films we like, but I struggle to think of anything I like about this film except for maybe the scene after, in the Chinese restaurant. After this, oh, that was <laughs> yeah. great. After this podcast drops, the box office receipts are going to be You just watch. Well, I mean, I, I just, I really don't like being negative um, because at the end of the day, I still recognize, like, all of the talent that's in this film, and I'm definitely not saying, like, everyone suck, don't waste your money. I will say, like, if you were excited about seeing the sequel, still go see it. You could definitely like it. Um, nothing about it worked for me. Didn't think the storyline was good at all. 
didn't even think the adaptation from the book was good. Most of the acting was not great, which is disappointing coming from good actors. I mean, and it wasn't scary. And I didn't even really think it was funny either. And it was like two and a half hours long. I went to bed at midnight. I had to get up at seven. I, it was like nothing about <laughs> so it was good. Frustrating. <laughs> it was <laughs> that was the most annoying part for me, honestly. Yeah. I woke up the next morning just exhausted and angry. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, this is the first probably mini review we've done where I really didn't like the film. Um, I personally, well, Pet Cemetery, another Stephen King adaptation. Pet Cemetery, I would still, I think, I still said, hey, you should check it out if you like Stephen King. It chapter, it chapter two, I. Do not recommend if you didn't like the first film or if you're kind of met on it. I don't think you should waste your three hours and ten of your dollars. Um, and I think I would probably give it like maybe one star for that Chinese restaurant scene. I wish it was a short movie with just the Chinese restaurant scene. <laughs> I think you're crazy if you think that Pet Cemetery is better than this. But um, I enjoyed watching it more year. than I enjoyed watching this movie. Two hours and 45 minutes long. <laughs> Long time. If Pet Cemetery was two hours and forty-five. I had to go minutes, to the bathroom three times made. during it chapter two. I had to go twice. Like, yeah, and I didn't even. Tr- I was drinking just water. And stuff, I mean, I drank know? a huge glass of wine, and then um, I'll be totally <laughs> honest. I dozed off a little Got bit it. towards the end of the film because it was really late, and I had a I lot of wine. I don't blame you. But anyway, yeah. um, that is our uh review of it chapter two. Uh, tepid, albeit slightly positive review from Curtis. A negative review from me. You can make your own choice. And go check it out in the theaters. I won't be offended. I probably will think less of you, though. Um, and I might text you. I might text Curtis about you. Um, you can find. Look at this fool. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at a h h r e e l films on Instagram at a h h r e a l films. You can also email us a h h r e a l films at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of it. Chapter two. And what other 2019 films that you're interested in seeing? Um, we will be back soon next week with another fresh epi for you on Wednesday. Our regular, um, sorry, it'll actually be in two weeks uh, for our regularly yeah, yeah. scheduled please, episode. Please don't over, over, <laughs> um, uh, over promise. But uh, thanks so much for listening and uh, bye bye, folks. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Just my vision